0: Hey doll, it has been a while since I recorded, I am back from America. Today is a Patreon request, so I want to th- say, I want to say, I want to say thank you to Liana for being the sponsor, I suppose, of this episode. Hey Liana, thank you. On Tuesday, the 22nd of August 2006, Jamie Peter Starbuck graced us with his first blog on Diary of a Misanthrope. I'm not sure what he wanted to share with the world, but he felt that complaining about IT and NHS computers was interesting news. His blog details life mondeities, his mother uses too much salt, his sister-in-law can't pick a restaurant, his cat is hyperactive, and he has three Scrabble games on Facebook. Nobody cares, Jamie. That is not interesting. From what I could gather from the blog and online articles, he's about... 30 at this time in 2006 and he has been married for about four years. Him and his wife are living in a working class area and his wife seems to be like quite seriously ill. He sometimes refers to her as Helen although this may not be her real name. Helen is in a wheelchair with very limited mobility. He writes about carrying her to the loo and showering her and ramps for houses and caravans. The wife, as he usually calls her, has COPD and requires oxygen tanks, as well as home help and meds. But it doesn't really seem to bother him that much. He complains more about the NHS failing her. And quite ironically, he works for the NHS in Plymouth. Jamie seems to be working in some kind of admin department looking after complaints or like compensations or something like that. But in the blog, instead of talking about work or whatever, which he probably legally can't, he brags almost about not working, spending most of his time on Facebook, some SFX website, reading other blogs and, of course, writing his own. While writing his blog at work, he notices that Blogspot is quite glitchy, but works fine at home. Yet he continues to blog from work and brag about blogging and brag about wasting time. And then lo and behold, Jamie gets fired. I wonder why. Jamie doesn't tell us why he gets made redundant, but he does say that his job is very important. And the reason why the NHS is failing is because they don't pay their admin workers enough like James baby it is like quite the opposite I worked for the for admin NHS type thing for a while not long and admin is important of course but I do think it could be more streamlined so Jamie is fired and him and his wife are finding it hard to make ends meet while he works part-time as a receptionist which he is also apparently too good for So on Wednesday, September 13th, 2006, Jamie is getting a little bit more uh, experimental or artistic with his blog. He gives us a weird thought experiment. A choice. Option A. Have a job, a mortgage and live your life watching TV, reading books and having a long, stressful life. Option B. Sell your house for the proceeds. Buy a push bike and a tent and go travelling until the money runs out, at which point you find yourself at the edge of the Grand Canyon. Having lived a life of adventure, doing something fulfilling, you throw yourself off the edge. What do you choose? Now, I have a lot to say about this. I have a lot to say about lo- uh, most of his blogs, but option A and option B are not opposite. Should option A not be a long and Unfulfilling life. Also, option B, travelling is great, but it can be quite stressful. Also, also, why at the end of this do you need to top yourself? Can't you just get a job and start over? I think we can tell from Jamie's blog that he is quite depressed and nihilistic, as both end quite morbidly. Now, in 2007, Jamie makes a few more blog posts like this, like thought experiments that don't make any sense or, or illogical and not realistic, but I can't go through them all. This episode is long enough. In 2007, Jamie makes a few more blogs like this in this vein about how he would love to just sell his house, sell his belongings and travel the world. And he says, and it's kind of seems that his wife's impending death or short life makes him think about getting the most out of life. He frequently blogs about uh, hating that he's wasting his life and frustrated that he's bored and he picks up these like different hobbies and goals to like entertain himself, like health, weight loss, veganism, stuff like that, reading... In another blog post, he mentions that six years prior he travelled for a year and spent 12k. But he reckons he could do it again this time and budget for 8k. Like it seems like he really wants to do this. Jamie's (laughs) riveting blog then goes quiet for 2008. In 2009, he has one post saying to his one follower to check out his Flickr account, which is closed. I checked, it's not there. There's nothing there. And then again, nothing in 2010. So Jamie didn't blog for like two years but in future blogs I was able to deduct what was happening during these two years. At some point in his blog hiatus Jamie did get divorced. He tells the story quite fleetingly. It was winter, he was in crutches because he had broken his ankle in a car crash that apparently he didn't cause. Yeah right. When he got into a fight with Helen Probably over Christmas presents because he repeatedly blogged about how much he hates buying Christmas presents. So they have a fight and he hobbles outside, barely dressed, into the snow. And Helen does not come after him. He returns to the house freezing cold and again, she, it's it's over, she doesn't care. And she hands him divorce papers a few days later. Now Jamie tells the story in the light that he is the victim. But then sometimes in other blog posts, when he refers to the story, he says that he knows he was at fault. And I'm going to make an assumption, because I have read this whole friggin' blog, I'm going to make an assumption that maybe he cheated, maybe he slept with Helen's little sister, Kate. Well, well, Kate, Kate, I don't know if that's her real name. He blogs about her quite a bit. And he says that if she were to ever come on to him, Jamie would definitely be down. This is a wild assumption. Maybe he cheated with somebody else. I don't know. He doesn't give anything away. That's all I'm deducting from this shitty blog. Now, in later blog posts, Jamie relays in a most obviously skewed version of events that during the divorce, he moved back to Nottingham to stay with his father, Pete, and his stepmother, Linda. And they already had a strained relationship, and then they're just taking on this 30-odd-year-old unemployed bum who's going through a divorce. And, like, you know, it's your kid, so you bring them in, even if you are having a strained relationship with them. But it seems like Jamie took advantage of the situation. He was lazy, he left a mess and he was arrogant and condescending and basically his stepmother Linda kicks him out. There is most definitely more to this story but that's all I could deduct from the blog. After he gets kicked out, Jamie goes up to Scotland for a few days and he returns with a five step plan to get his life back on track. Okay so it's 2010 and 33 year old Jamie Starbuck is a unattached divorcee divorcee. with his five-step plan in tow he wastes no time and gets back on the horse he signs up to an online dating website where he meets 44 year old Debbie Cooper quite a bit of an age gap but like it's legal so we'll just let it slide Debbie a self-employed proofreader came from what seemed like a stable and well-off Jewish family Debbie never had kids nor been married. Debbie was on this dating website looking for love, commitment and eventually children. And unfortunately, Debbie and Jamie hit it off and started dating. Jamie, as we know, who footers around with computers, helps Debbie set up Facebook, email and online banking. And things are going well, apparently, because just nine months later, they get married. Red flag. Too soon. I mean, at least have a one year anniversary. Very soon. But here they are on their wedding day, the 21st of April 2010, at West Brigford Register office. All smiles, both excited for their future. But this is not a future they would share. Just eight days after this photo was taken, Jamie murdered his unsuspecting wife, Debbie in their rented house in Old Basford, Nottingham. See, remember how in his blog, Jamie kept saying that he fantasised about selling all of his possessions and using the money to travel the world until his money ran out? Well, Debbie had inherited £150,000 from her late mother's estate a few years prior to meeting him. And I'm sure Jamie thought, ka well I'll just help myself to some of that then. And he did. I will get into the details of the murder later as I want to end on Debbie uh, and not on Jamie. So Jamie bought a one-way ticket to Amsterdam and guess what? He got away with it. He got away with murder for two and a half years. And for over two years, Jamie travelled the world on Debbie's inheritance using Debbie's email account that he set up to tell Debbie's friends and family that they were travelling the world together. They thought they were hearing from her. Jimmy, acting as Debbie, sent updates and pictures, and I'm sure he is full of excuses for why they couldn't call or video call. Although I don't know how he got away with, like, did nobody notice that they weren't sending pictures of themselves, like selfies? But you would never jump to murder. Nobody ever jumps to murder. Yes, for the next 31 months, Jamie travelled the globe. 32 countries across 5 continents. Jamie travelled to Spain, Italy, Germany, France, Poland, the Netherlands, Switzerland, Greece, Turkey, India, Indonesia, South Africa, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Thailand, Laos, Vietnam, Cambodia, 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 Singapore, Abu Dhabi, Nicaragua, Panama, Costa Rica, Ecuador, Colombia, Guatemala, Honduras, Belize, Mexico, America, Canada, and finally Peru. And yes, I know what you're thinking. Bizarrely, Jimmy chartered his travels on his friggin' blog. Aren't you curious what he wrote? I was, I spent way too long reading this. This murderer on the lam having the time of his life, I want to know what the fuck he was doing. Well, since I can know, I may as well be voyeuristic. So let's ridicule Jamie a little bit, eh? Let's go through them and make fun. A whole year after the murder, in June 2011, Jamie updates his blog. Now a travel blog, according to him. (laughs) Although it is more just him complaining about people travel and food. He references his ex-wife giving off the impression that he is free and elated when we know from future blog posts that it is her who divorced him. He writes that he is going to be frank and honest and is open to all questions or challenge on anything. Spoiler alert, he is not frank and honest on this blog. You'll be glad to hear that on his first friggin' day in India, he got deli belly. He got the scoots. He spent his first few weeks sleeping, pooping and going to the doctors. And I found hidden at the bottom of one of his blogs how he was using the squatting loose. He said he couldn't figure out how to use the squatter without shitting all over himself. Like what? You squat? The name is in the toilet. So he is walking around India complaining about the smell because he does blog that and the whole time it is probably him. (laughs) So to avoid shitting on himself Jamie details what he does, his solution. He brings a plastic bag into the cubicle strips completely naked puts the clothes in the bag and then I assume he just and shit since he doesn't know how to squat but wouldn't that mean that your naked body is covered in shit? this This is fantastic I can't believe I wrote that like just the visual the visualization is just what an idiot. As if the toilet explanation wasn't enough. Like, Jamie thinks he is so, like, insightful and smart and great ideas. He goes on to say the most outlandish thing. And I have been to India and it is a developing nation. There is rubbish, yes. But, oh my God, this guy, Jamie, is such a condescending, big-headed, egotistical... Oh, he's an idiot. He says, you've not been to India until you've seen someone taking a dump in the street. Okay, I've seen urination. But sure, I've seen that in the UK as well. Or seen a dead dog. Nope, I didn't see that. Or a dead body. What are you talking about? A dead body? Are Are you saying Indians just leave dead bodies rotting in the street? What kind of moron are you? You are so full of shit, even though you've shit all over yourself. And he compares himself to tub girl. Don't look that up. It's gross. Like you just—that's made up. That's made up. That's absolutely false. That's absolutely farcical. Jimmy finally uploads some friggin' pictures. What is a travel blog without pictures? We're, what, like, why, who, why? Anyway. This is a picture of the Ellora Caves, which seemed cool, and he didn't complain in this post. we got some more pictures. Jamie hated Greece, the people and the travel. He talks about ruin fatigue and that after a while they all look the same. Oh, what a hard life you lead, Jamie. Too bad the ancient ruins your dead wife paid for weren't more entertaining for you. On the 4th of July, Amy writes his nephew Ben a letter. It really feels like Jamie is writing a letter to his younger self. He mentions having dyspraxia and apparently this Ben kid might have it too or he might have autism. Jamie isn't sure and dude they are quite different. Jamie does allude to the likelihood that this child Ben will never meet him or get to know him and he kind of acknowledges the murder and its inevitable outcome. And Jamie knows that he will be regarded as evil, crazy Uncle Jamie, which he probably will be because he is. Jamie advises the child to run away from the people he loves because he will eventually hurt them. And life is too short to deal with feelings of remorse. So you can see that like Jamie is remorse, like, I don't know if it's is it remorse or guilt, but like... It's more, he's more upset about the feelings hindering the way he wants to live his life than what he has done to the other person. But yeah, he tells this kid, all those people that you love, just cut them off. Don't try to be a better person. That's impossible. It's their fault for existing. And it's their fault that you love them. In Nuremberg, Germany, Jamie took pictures of a giant rabbit. The blog post gave no context or insight. Awesome. He did do the usual tourist stuff in Germany. While in Amsterdam, Jamie complained about all the Brits smoking weed in the hostels. Like, what did you expect? It's Amsterdam. And under this post, somebody commented years later. It's ironic. Just opposite your hostel is another hostel where another psychopath, just like you, killed someone. In one blog post, Jamie says that parents who coddle their children make them weak and pathetic. Even though only a few blog posts ago he was complaining about his mother not hugging him and his absentee father for his emotional and confidence issues. I mean, like, just pick a lane, Jamie. Like, do you have a valid opinion that isn't changed at the drop of a hat? At some point, Jamie wrote a letter to Lonely Planet, the travel book company thing. I wonder if he actually sent, like, this email to them. Like, it's just so creepy. Like, he thinks his opinion is so important. Ugh. In South Africa, Jamie details basically looking for sexy women to have back country sex with. But struck out and had a dramatic falling out with two German sisters. So Jamie has been travelling the world for over a year now. And a question he is obviously asked by other travellers is how can you afford this? Well, we know how he can afford it. While apparently in Boston, Jamie actually had the audacity, the ego, the narcissism to write one of his longest posts on this question. But he actually avoids the question. He says he isn't going to bang on about accommodation or transport. Why not? Why not, Jamie? Those are the most expensive things about travelling. That's what people are asking you that question. How can you afford it? How can you afford it? How can you afford all these flights and hotels? That's like that's the question. Is it because you conned and murdered somebody and stole their inheritance? Is that how you can afford your travels? Ugh. Jamie instead bangs on about staying at other travelers' houses, pitching a tent, couchsurfing.com, hitchhiking, and did you know that Subway does really cheap footlong sandwiches? Also, you can cook in your hostel. What? Oh my God, Jamie. Your wisdom is mind-boggling. Nobody ever told me that making beans on toast in a hostel is cheaper than eating out in a restaurant. Wow. And let's face it, we know fine. Fr- and let's face it, we know fine rightly that Jamie is swiping Debbie's credit and debit card left, right, and centre. In not one blog post that I that I read did Jamie mention sleeping on somebody's sofa, sleeping in a tent, or using these websites. And he says that he's never done any of these things, and he just talks shit. I think he just likes to talk. He just likes to talk and write garbage. Jamie blogs another odd thought experiment where you're an ant and there's a spinning blunt blade and you have to pick sanity or insanity but you don't know where you are and the person spinning the knife doesn't care and you're stabbed with the knife that gets sharper but you still can't decide. Honestly I try to analyse this for way too long. It is so confusing. I can't decide if this is like Like an attempt at actual self-reflection on his deteriorating mental state? Or is this just the ramblings of an idiot egomaniac? A recurrent thread throughout Jamie's blogs is that it seems like wherever Jamie goes, he can't make friends. He even gets blocked by fellow online travellers on Twitter, like who he doesn't even seem to have met in person. Jamie's bad with friends but he's worse with his family. Jamie writes his poor sister Claire basically a hate letter blog post thing. Saying she is dumb and he is smart. She is materialistic and he is worldly. Jamie says he is confused why she doesn't like him. He says that he enjoyed teasing her when they were little. And then he goes on to say that he wants a sister but hates her. The whole thing is very confusing and embarrassing to be honest. I'd be mortified if my brother posted a weird post blog post like that like like dude take that down. Jamie gives a lot of his past away in this blog post. Firstly, his father is apparently dying and he doesn't give a shit. He just talks about how awful everyone is to him, to Jamie. This is where he reveals his obviously skewed version of 2008 to 2010, involving the divorce and getting kicked out of his father's house. But it is in this post, again, that Jamie refers to his five-point plan that I mentioned earlier. I had a plan, a five-point plan for getting my life back together. It went awesomely. Awesomely? You murdered a woman. Like, obviously, the, the internet is fake. Jamie is fake. And he is pretending that nothing happened. He is lying to himself. He is lying to the rest of the world. And like the three people who are reading his blog. In this blog post, he either retells an event or proposes a thought experiment. His writing is so bad, dull, I couldn't tell if it was real or all in his head. But basically, in India, a woman is on the beach and is harassed by a group of teenagers. So these boys are going; <laughs> they're going like, like this to the girl, or I don't know. Like Jamie thinks it's too much, or that's too far. And he is six foot, by the way. He's tall, uh, and he's quite big. He then body slams one of these little Indian teenagers. And they all scarper. Big if true, Jamie. Big if true. You bragging that you beat up a child. In this blog, Jamie is like painting himself as a hero. And again, it's like he's trying to convince himself. Soothe his own ego. And his own guilt that he has killed a woman. And then he argues, oh, well, I saved a woman. So does it cancel each other out? No. He goes on to have the audacity. To tell women to not go out alone because there are dangerous men out there. Like you, Jamie. Like you. Jamie writes a weird letter to his gran. Again, it's all about him. He says he feels bad for lying to her and is angry that she died and hasn't visited him as a ghost. You're angry at your granny because she didn't haunt you? (laughs) In this blog, again, the audacity. Drink every time I say audacity. He says, if you need to hide from the truth, you shouldn't be allowed to live. That's you, Jamie. You are hiding, running from the truth. What? Here, Jamie tells a story about his first girlfriend who dumped him because, apparently, his mom made fun of his handwriting in front of her. Yeah, sure. That's why she dumped you. It seems that Jamie can't get over these weird childhood hiccups, like it's so insignificant. He goes on to write in this blog post how children dying from leukaemia shouldn't receive a special treat from the Make-A-Wish Foundation or any charities because he had a bad childhood and he never got any charity. Again, the audacity, as you can see here, he says, I like my money. That's not your money, baby doll. You did not work for it. You did not earn it like he claims to have to the other travelers. I didn't know where to put this, so I just put it here. In Zimbabwe, Jamie's bus got a flat tire and this is the picture he uploaded. Fascinating. We have another kind of reflective blog post called I've lost more than my virginity. He says more than one person has suffered at my hands. But yet he doesn't go into it, how he has inflicted suffer and who on to. Instead, again, he paints himself as a lazy, sarcastic victim of circumstance. Now you gotta remember, this is meant to be a travel blog. He is in Guatemala as he writes this post Instead of blogging about the actual trip, like the things he has seen or people he has met or things he has eaten, he instead spends time like obsessing over childhood hiccups and his ex-wife, like he says he has a bad memory and his ex-wife told him to write things down and he said, oh, I'd forget to write it down. And like, like that's like, it's not interesting. I thought this was a travel blog. Why am I reading about arguments that la- that were like 10 years ago and childhood problems 20 years ago tell me about guatemala oh wait he does he details a six day hike through a jungle to reach ancient ruins in the blog he complains the whole time about walking and bitches about half of the group of people like it is weird to think that he met like and befriended a few people on his travels I bet they are so freaked out now knowing that they went on a six-day hike camping with a murderer. Jimmy seems to have had made friends with a girl named Sarah. He talks about her a lot in the blog. And he also talks about how he is in awe of an alpha male called Dan. An ex-soldier who plays guitar and climbs trees. And again, we are back to arguments that were years ago. He is bringing these things up. You need to. Let it go. In November 2011, Jamie wrote a blog entitled A Letter to the Lindas. In A Letter to the Lindas, he spends one paragraph insulting and attacking his stepmother. And another paragraph, it seems that he is writing about his ex wife, who he also refers to as Linda. Maybe that is her name. Maybe it's not Helen. It seems from this blog post that he did something disrespectful to her, maybe sleeping with her sister. I don't know. According to Jamie, he apologised twice and she had none of it. He ends the blog by saying it is thanks to them that he is in Guatemala. And it is their fault that he did something stupid. It's not their fault. It's your fault. You had a five-step plan. You said it went awesomely. In multiple blogs, he just copies and pastes song lyrics. Like, weird. Again, we see Jamie struggling to make friends often being left out of the hostile parties. Many travellers want to have a drink and a laugh and tell funny stories. I've been in this situation. You keep things light. And Jamie basically calls them all morons because he wants to drink tea and talk about politics and the environment. Why would you want to talk about politics with a group of strangers? You're going to only know these people for like two days. Just have a laugh, get some tips on where to go, where not to go. You're probably never going to see them again. What do you care who they're voting for? It is because he is a narcissist. He wants that opportunity to look down on people, educate them and sneer at them, in my opinion. At some point, Jamie moves into a vegan, hippie, yoga, mud-walled commune called Inanita. Inanita. Inan. Inanita. According to Jamie... Everyone is so friendly and the garden is so beautiful that he cries. In March 2012 Jamie posts a blog titled Problem of the Day. In this post he talks about karma. Makes sense he is not in a hippie commune. Here we can see Jamie is maybe mentally fighting with himself, convincing himself he is a good person. In the post he says, karma is your actions. So he thinks that because he's recycling and living green and clean for a few months, by the way, his positive actions will be rewarded and he will be God in his next life. And then he goes on to quote Batman. So he says that people deserve to be emulated, emulated, I'm not sure how to say that word, People deserve to be punished for invading personal space and throwing cigarette butts on the ground. Although, even in this post, we can see that Jamie can't even kid himself. He says that he will never eclipse what he has done. He doesn't come out and say murder, but that's what he's talking about, I think. Now, around this time, around this blog post, March 2012, Debbie was officially reported missing by a concerned friend. The friend said it was unusual for him to not have heard from her. And he was concerned that he had not physically seen or heard Debbie since her wedding day. He said everyone has only been receiving emails. But, you know, everybody thinks that Debbie is missing. And police, they have like a an awkward investigation. Like, what do they do? They are both adults. They don't have any responsibilities in the UK and they are free to live their lives as they want. It's a difficult decision, but thankfully, after a little bit of poking around, police took it seriously and opened an investigation looking for Debbie. Although, of course, we know that it's too late. At the end of April, Jamie left the commune after staying for five months, and you would think that now he is going home to the UK to face his consequences. But no, he continues travelling to Colombia. A few months later, Jamie writes another blog. He says sorry to all the people he met at the commune, saying that he lied to them by omission. He let them judge him and form an opinion of him without knowing the true him and what he had done. Jamie is unravelling. In December, shit kinda kicks off. Jamie posts a blog asking questions. And one is, what did I do to Linda, his stepmother? And Linda's girls hop into the comment section, telling him to stop harping on about the past, stop holding grudges, stop thinking you're better than everyone, stop being bitter, stop slagging off your mum and my mum. Of course, Jimmy denies ever slagging anyone off, which we know he did. I have already covered some of it. In one post, he says that he hope Linda is skull fucked. And there was more hateful blog posts on Linda, but I, I can't go through them all. And the step siblings go back and forth for 10 long comments. And Linda's girls seem nice. They defend the people they know and love and actually show a lot of sympathy towards Jamie hoping that he can move on and stop being bitter and angry and let go. Because truth, doll, bitterness and anger will just eat at you from the inside. It will turn you into a selfish, egotistical monster who marries and kills a woman for her money. To found a trip around the world. Don't be bitter, don't be Jamie. According to Jamie, the next day things also blew up on Facebook. His blog argues with all the points his stepsisters make. (laughs) It obviously got to him (laughs) and it is at the bottom of this blog that somebody comments what is Debbie's address? We would like to send her a Christmas card and wish her well. Jamie obviously doesn't respond to this and it was actually around this time that Debbie's friends and family were looking for and asking a lot about Debbie. Like they're definitely sending him emails and Facebook messages like and you wouldn't know it from the blog. Jamie just pretends that Debbie just never existed just just does not mention her name or meeting or wedding marriage nothing. As we know, the police are searching for Debbie. During the investigation, officers discovered that Debbie's passport has expired. How is she travelling around all these countries without a passport? Police also gain access to Debbie's bank account and they see that money has been transferred from her account into Jamie. I mean, he knew all her passwords. He set them up for her. Police begin an investigation searching woodland areas near Calverton in the hopes to find Debbie or any kind of evidence that can lead to her whereabouts or state. A month later, in January 2013, Jamie writes his last blog entry in completely different font. It's like he knew this would be the most read blog page of his blogspot. And he wanted to make it different, like he wanted the attention. Like, why would you make this one a different font? Or is it meant to be like a letter, like handwriting? I don't know. Okay, first, before we get into it, I want to point out how stupid he is. What a bad, bad writer he is. He says he is on an insufferably hot bus ride with 90 minutes of potholes. He says... I am literally leaving paradise to face my destiny in England. It doesn't sound like paradise, Jamie. Since when is paradise insufferable? Like you can't write. You're a shit writer. And although this is like a semi, semi semi-confession blog post, he says he was running away from life and justice. Like one line, like that's it. That's the whole like confession is like he was running away. He ends up rambling on about how great hippie communes are in India and all the different ones he's been to. He then ends or finishes the blog by saying I'm closing down this blog as of now. I'm changing the password to something I'll never remember and leaving it behind. Jamie goes on to say that the blog isn't who he is anymore and that he doesn't dwell on the past. The first comment wishes him luck and the rest of the comments are people telling him He is a dick and pasting links that report he has been arrested. Jamie Sarbuck was arrested at Heathrow Airport as he stepped off a flight from Brazil. After a quick search, he was found to have two of Debbie's credit and debit cards in his wallet. It was easy for detectives to prove that Jamie used £65,000. 65000 Of his wife's money to fund his travels. Like he said in a later, earlier blog post that he could travel on 8k. He just went balls to the wall. 65,000. He he was not skimping. I'm surprised he was even in hostels. Why why, why, What were you buying? Some of the horrific details of Debbie's murder came out in trial. It was only eight days after their wedding that Jamie killed Debbie and dismembered her body. He then burned her body parts in their back garden after taking her ashes and bones and scattering them through a woodland area nearby. An examination of Jamie's laptop revealed an email in which he admitted to Debbie's murder. The email said, I planned for it to be quick. I never expected you to be so durable. (sighs) What a dick. It sounds like it was violent. A violent struggle. We don't know everything. Jamie pled guilty and willingly admitted to the murder although he didn't give a a lot of details. The judge well summarised the blog. He articulated it much better than I could. He said, when we read his blog, it is almost like a period of introspection trying to find himself. He calls himself a misanthrope initially, who is somebody who dislikes other people, yet almost as if he is trying to revise his own character, which is interesting because he is clearly a psychopath where there is no regard for anybody else and no moral compass. And I think I sort of touched on that a little bit too. Like it's like he is reflecting. Or, or, or trying to ref- What he thinks reflection is. But it's like not authentic. And I wonder if he is truly a psychopath. Like was he diagnosed? Because it would explain a lot. About those weird blogs. <laughs> and apparently Jamie used to send letters like written letters to his family years ago like he was always writing like it what a weirdo at sentencing the judge said to jamie you knew debbie came from a strict jewish background where cremation is wholly outside their tradition you dismembered her body and burnt it even in death you stripped her of all her dignity Jamie Starbuck must serve a minimum of 30 years before he is considered eligible for parole. Talking to the media, Debbie's sister said that Jamie's deception had been impossible to bear. She added the unbelievable and shocking fact. Deb was bright, adventurous and full of life. She was kind, loving and loyal and had so many friends who loved her. She was always interested in learning new things and meeting new people. Sadly, this led her to meet Jamie Starbuck, who took all that away from her. Sad. Maybe I shouldn't have ended on Debbie. It's a downer. It's sad. Uh, Thank you to Liana, the Patreon sponsor, the supporter of this episode. What a rabbit hole of a case. I spent way too long reading those stupid blog posts. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop reading. They're not good, though. I gave you all the good stuff. I will link the blog in the description, but there's not much. Please like this video. I read 150 blog posts. Don't make it a waste of time. And subscribe. Slan!